Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. always such a great joy to worship with Breakthrough Life Church. Um, I know I gave my apologies to John. The last time I was supposed to be here, I missed my flight. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one of the things where you miss read time, it was a 3 a.m. flight my mind thought it was 3 p.m. So I get a message from here. James, the flight has landed. Where are you? And that time I was (laughs) about to reach the airport. So I check my ticket again, and I say, oh, my goodness. (laughs) So I fidget, I panic, I call John, and he was gracious. He said, okay. We'll make a plan. Thankfully, I was able to make it down here in about another day or so. But I know he forgave me, but I can't count on his forgiveness on your part. (laughs) Please forgive me for that. Love and greetings from my family, from Julie, my wife, from Harmony and Pearl, my daughters, and from Jesus Worship Center, the church I lead and I belong to. Love and greetings from the pastors in Uganda. We still track together and trust the Lord for the many things that he is doing with us. Amen. It's amazing how it takes time for things to register. But this entire week, I've been using the, I think it's okay to say, I've been using the bathrooms downstairs for the men and I've been walking through the exit to enter. (laughs) I kind of thought the other day the door for the entrance was maybe a baby's changing room or something. (laughs) All the days. And then the last day I was like, this says exit. (laughs) So I was It takes some time for some of the things to register. Um, I'm going to share with you on faith to go through impasses. Faith to go through impasses. Please raise your hands above your head. Adela's prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you. We ask that your word will come to us. We ask that you open us up body, spirit, and soul and cause your word to enter. We ask that you unfold the power of your word to affect every facet of existence. We ask that we'll never be the same again. We ask that you open our eyes to see Jesus and cause us to fall in love with him again, that we may serve him the rest of our days. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please come with me to Hebrews 11 and verses 29. One verse. Hebrews 11 and verses 29. When John started the service, he began to dig around what I was going to say <laughs> and uh, the Red Sea and crossing over. And I was like, Lord, this is the word for us this morning. Hebrews 11 and verses 29. He says, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry ground. 
But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, they were drowned. The crossing of the Red Sea comes many times in scripture. And it's representative of many things. It's rep one is representative of impulses. That that which is impossible to us, God allows us to cross over it. When you read about the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea, it should communicate to you that with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Think about that. The things that we've been trapped in for a time, not at will, but because that's what our circumstances dictate. And over time, a software is developed in your paradigm, thinking that this is impossible. I can never break through it. And it's stories like this that educate us and communicate to us that what is humanly impossible with God, all things are possible. The Red Sea also represents things that have got the capacity to drown us. Don't we in life all come to those places where we feel as if we are drowning? And maybe there are people we know that have drowned in those circumstances. But when you read the story of the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea, it communicates to us that God is able to carry us through drowning experiences. God is able to carry us through drowning experiences. Paul employs this experience of the children of Israel crossing over the Red Sea to talk about baptism. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verses 1 to 2, he says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And so he's using this story to talk about the children of Israel being baptized unto Moses. What does that mean? Coming under the teaching of Moses and the life that God extended to Moses for the children of God to live in. And he was comparing that for us being baptized into Christ, coming into the family of God and walking in the ways of Christ. Back to this day when the children of Israel were crossing over the Red Sea. I want you to think about the state in which these people were. We're talking about close to two million people. We are talking about men and women, young and old. We are talking about those who are heavily pregnant. And scripture teaches us with their animals, they are trekking from Egypt. They are going into the promised land. And so there is a sea before them. All of them were ill-equipped for this voyage. They had no boats. And so we are looking at an impossibility to a mass of people. But the Bible declares that those who had inadequate equipment supernaturally, they were able to cross over, whereas those who were equipped were drowned on the day. Now understand that even as they cross through the Red Sea, the sea retained the propensity to drown. They never crossed a dead sea. They crossed the Red Sea. It had the capacity to drown people. But supernaturally, by the power of God, they were able to cross over. And the scripture says in Hebrews eleven twenty nine that they did all that by faith. Come with me and let us talk about faith just a little bit, maybe for four to five minutes. 
We need to understand that the moment you step out in faith, in that moment when you choose to believe God, there is a supernatural dynamic that happens in your life. In the moment of your faith, things begin to change for you and around you. One of the things that faith does to you in that moment of believing is that faith lays bare the limitlessness of God. Faith lays bare the limitless of, limitlessness of God. You begin to realize, I may not be able to do it, but I have a God who will make a way where there seems to be no way. You begin to see that your God is a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, and light in the darkness. Faith lays God's ability bare. Faith lays God's power bare. Faith lays God's wisdom to handle impossible situations bare. Faith removes the fog of your eyes and off your mind and you begin to shout deep from within you. I may not be able to do it, my, but my God is able to part the waters of this Red Sea. My prayer is that as we enter th into this season, coming out of lockdowns and COVID and going forward into the purposes God has for us, the Lord is going to increasingly open your eyes that you may discover that we have a God who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or think according to the mighty power that works on the inside of us. Somebody shout hallelujah. Faith is like new specs. Faith is like new lenses. Not looking at life this time, but looking at the ability of God. And I'm here to declare, if you can see your God the right way, you are going to be able to cross through anything. If you can see your God the right way, you are going to be able with your God to go through anything. Secondly, faith has a dynamic of switching off the natural senses of logic and rationality. As the Israelites crossed over the Red Sea, they were oblivious of the possibility of sinking and drowning. Now, this is a big deal. How many times does reason and apprehension get in the way of what the Lord wants to do? You could be the Peter in the boat. Maybe you could be a James in the boat. And Jesus says, I am Jesus, come. And everything in you is, oh, it's a drowning sea of Galilee. And you put in the, the feet and you can imagine yourself sinking. You put in again. Many at times in whatever the Lord is inviting us for, it is apprehension. It is logic. It is rationality that keeps on holding us back from where God wants to take us. And so whenever the children of Israel were going into the time of battle, here is what the Lord told them. In Deuteronomy 20 and verses 1 to 4, he says, When you go out to war against the enemy and see the horses and the chariots and the army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people and say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are drowning near, today you are drawing near to battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God 
is he who goes with you to fight against your enemies and to give you victory. In essence, God is saying, switch off your natural senses. Don't gaze and focus in on the strength of their horses or on the multitude of their chariots or on the vastness of the armies. Just focus on me. I'm able to handle whatever comes your way. I'm able to handle whatever comes your way. Thirdly, faith has the ability of making you supernatural in the moment. Now listen, I'm not teaching about triumphalism, but I want you to understand that in the moment of your faith, in the moment of your believing, in a sense, God allows you to translate into somebody superhuman. We are talking about two million people who don't drown in seas. At that moment, the world watching them, if, if, if CNN was there and they guessed in the cameras, they could see a multitude of people, a kind, a species of people who don't drown in seas. Isn't it the same thing that happened to the three Hebrew boys? They never burnt in fire. Naturally, you burn in fire, but they never burnt in fire because in the moment of believing, something supernatural happens to your entire being. Isn't it the same thing that happened to Daniel? Daniel, a human being, turned into a vegetable in the eyes of the lions. And so, all the night they were looking at greens, greens, maybe spinach or uh, cabbages. And by the time they woke up, when he was being lifted up out of the den, he said, oh, he was a human being. How we missed a big chance. Because in the moment of believing, you are turned supernaturally by the hand of God. And so when Jesus calls Peter to walk on the water, Peter turns into a non-sinking human being. Because in the moment of believing, faith turns you into somebody supernatural. Now, we are talking about the children of Israel crossing over the Red Sea. And we are talking about them crossing over the Red Sea with this ferociousness. And we want to ask the question, where did they go through? Where did they walk through even in the middle of the sea? And the answer is in the word of God. He says in Psalm 77 and verses 19, he says, your way was through the sea and your path through the great waters, yet your footsteps we are not seen. Again, your way was through the sea. Your path through the great waters. Yet your footsteps were unseen. Here is the message, my friends. In the middle of the sea, God has a way in every sea. Now, the scripture says that's, that way is unseen. It only becomes apparent to you in your moment or believing. Never listen to anybody who says it cannot be done. Never listen to anybody who says we cannot cross over. Never listen to anybody that things will not change in your situation. 
The moment you hear the word of God and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and supernaturally faith begins to arise up in you at that moment of your believing the Lord graciously is going to make plain a path he has ordained in the middle of the sea. And as that path becomes apparent to you by the help and the hand of God, you are going to begin to tread upon the path of the Lord in the middle of the sea and you're going to get onto the other side. I'm here to declare this morning there is the way of the Lord in the middle of every sea. It may be an impasse to everybody. It may be seemingly impossible to everyone. But those of us who have read the scriptures, we know that God has got a way in the middle of every sea. Now listen, it only becomes apparent in the moment of believing. Those of you who have been walking with the Lord for a long time, you could look back 10 years ago. You could look back 20 years ago. There have been those moments that God has taken you through. And to this day, you wonder, how did I go through that? How did I survive that? About six, 16 years ago, the, govern, the government of Uganda wanted to close down our church. This year, we made 19 years. We are on the front page of the papers. And they said they're going to close down Jesus Worship Center. I remember call, call, calling Derek those days. And we began to pray. One of those days I came, I flew down here in South Africa. And I visited with Derek and Jean. And as we were praying, Jean had a prophetic word. And he said, James, it's like smoke. Actually, I was with Julie. It's like smoke. Like smoke fizzles into the thin air. This entire problem is going to fizzle and go away. And indeed, it did. There are times you look back and say, how did we go through this? Because God, in the moment of believing, he makes his way apparent. And you are able to cross over. And amazingly, this work closes after you go through. And so other people who don't walk in faith at that moment, kind of, they can't see the way anymore. And it's not, this scripture teaches us it's not about making attempts. The Bible declares that if Egyptians attempting to do what the Israelites had done, they drowned. Isn't it the voice of God to you and me calling us out of attempts into faith? They just shall live, not by trying out this and that, they just shall live by faith. If there's anything in our lives we need to be attending to in this moment is feeding our faith. Let's be feeding our faith. Let's block out anything that wants to kill our faith or stifle our faith or strangle our faith. Let's feed our faith because where the Lord is taking you as a family, where the Lord is taking you as a ministry, it's not about trying out this and that. It is walking in bold faith and trusting in God. As I bring this message to a close, I want us to learn from the children of Israel. And I want us to learn how were they able to make it through. And I want to ask the question, what kind of faith is the Lord wanting for us to have even this year? This is how they did it in Exodus 14 and verses number 15 to 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch your hand over the sea and divide it. And the people of Israel may go through on the sea on dry ground. Verses number 21 to 22. 
Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by the strong east wind all night and made the sea dry, and the waters were divided, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters being a wall to them on their right and on their left. The kind of faith that God is calling us to have in this season, to go through impossible situation, is what is captured in these instructions that God gave the children of Israel. Instruction number one was to believe in God's ability. The children of Israel believed that God is able. Now listen, the enemy is subtle and is sinister in his activities. He has a way of closing in on your faith territory and causing it to become smaller and smaller. And so you come to a place where whatever you used to believe is possible, you no longer believe is possible. And God is saying, stretch the tent of your faith and believe me big. God is saying make investment in your faith life. God is saying open scriptures and read the word of God and pray over them in the spirit until those words become alive in your spirit. God is saying dig deep into the Facebook page of breakthrough and go into the sermons that God has been releasing in this house and build your faith on these summons. God is saying, don't allow your faith muscle to be weaker. Build it. Get into the faith gym and begin to do faith exercises until your faith muscle becomes stronger, able to handle any kind of thing. We are going to go through the impossible by faith. Non-faith in faith. Non-faith in our experiences. Non-faith in our education. But faith in the love of God. And faith in the grace of God. And faith in the ability of God. And faith in what God can do. When they believed that God was able to take them through on the other side, they were able to cross over. God is knocking on the doors of our hearts and is calling us to have the faith that believes that he's going to be able to take us through this. Number two, when God was taking them through, he told them to stop crying. Stop crying. That was the instruction. In Exodus 14, he tells Moses, why are you crying? Stop crying and go forward. And the reason of their crying was the apprehension I alluded to, the rationality, the logic. They began to see visions of them drowning. They began to see visions of them being no more. And they were afraid and they began to cry. You can never get to your next level if you are still in the crying mode. If you're still in the complaining mode, if you're still in the whining mode, if you're talking the talk of the media and the secular people, children of God, rise up and stop crying. We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. The scripture declares in Proverbs 28 and verses 1 that the wicked flee when nobody pursues, but the righteous, they are as bold as a lion. He says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. 
As long as you are caught up in the pity party, shedding a bleak picture of the future, your legs will not get the energies required to work with God and walk with God and to enter into the new territories where God is bringing you. So the message is stop crying. The message is stop complaining. The message is you are not the spokesman of COVID and how bad it is. The message is the word of God must be on your tongue and talking divine possibilities to where you are headed. Clap your hands all your people. Number three, my second last point. The Lord was calling them to walk in a way that was, uh, un, uh, was invisible. It is faith to keep on walking even when both the invisible and the unknown is before you. So he tells Moses, why are you crying? Tell the children of God to go forward. In other words, keep on moving, keep on walking. It is the ploy and the plan of the enemy to bring you to a standstill. To take you out of the equation of the things you know that you must do. As a child of God, fellowship is mandatory. But how many of us as the enemy got hiding in our houses and he's telling us we are not going to go back to fellowship. We might catch something. I'm here to declare when we come in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy and his right hand, their pleasures forevermore. We are not catching anything from the enemy. We are here to catch the Holy Ghost. We are here to catch healing. We are here to catch the miraculous. We are here to catch encouragement. We are here to catch the very presence of God. God is saying, keep on moving forward. You are saying, Lord, how am I going to go through, through this Red Sea? God said, keep on doing everything I told you to do. God is saying, keep on praying. Keep on coming to my house. God said, keep on serving me. Whatever ministry I've given you, take your position and keep on doing it. God said, keep on sowing your seeds. Keep on paying your tithing. It's as you keep on moving forward that you're going to see the wind of the Lord part the waters of the Red Sea and in no time what was impossible in your life, in the context of your marriage, in the context of your business and ministry, God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I guess you got me right. Don't buy into the enemy. These are bad times. I can't serve anymore. These are bad times. I can't fellowship with the children of God anymore. These are bad times. I can't work for the Lord anymore. These are bad times. I need to cut down to what I'm giving into the house of God. Don't do that. The instruction is you want to cross over the Red Sea. Keep on moving forward. Keep on doing that which I've ordained for you to do. And lastly, when you read this scripture... The Bible declares that when the Lord opened up the Red Sea, they all went through. What does it mean? As God is causing a breakthrough in your circumstances, he will not start with a big opening. He starts always with a small opening. At times it looks like a crevice. And you need to be a discerner of what God is doing. One of the things I've appreciated about John this week is John takes note of 
many of the things God is doing. John has got a habit. Maybe it's a grace upon his life, which I, which I covet, and I'm taking it back with me to Uganda. <laughs> Seriously, I'll leave you some. But he notices God is doing this. God is doing this. God is doing this. God is doing this. We need to be open in our minds to where God is making room, to where God is opening. And I told our church that when God opens a space, a crevice, if my head can fit in there, I don't care about the rest of the tassel of my body. If my head can go in, I'm going to push my head in and kind of squeeze my way in until I'm over. But at times we wait and dilly-dally and procrastinate. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure it's going to work? Are you sure that way is opened? Are you sure I, I need to go in there with my family? And if you wait for a long time, that window of opportunity might pass. How do they cross over? They watch the space. They watch the opening that God was opening. And they say, now I'm shooting in. Now we are going in. And I don't believe the entire sea was opened all the way. But the opening that was open is where they entered and took ground. And they discovered that they were on the other side. Are you still listening to me? I believe that that's the word that God has given to us this morning. And I know that God is going to take us all over on the other side. I want to share with you a few things I feel this morning. I felt this morning as I prayed that the crossing over is not coming out of our excess effort. I felt the Lord says that an act of God's goodness is going to part the waters for you. An act of God's goodness is going to part the waters for you. It's going to be joined, it's going to, to be joined with your proactivity. As you do your part in faith, God is going to command something supernatural. And before you know, those waters are going to part for you. But another thing I felt as I prayed was that as God is opening that Red Sea before you, it's for his purposes. Israel is coming out of Egypt into the promised, promised land because of the purposes of God. And as you sell out big time to the purposes of God, as you sell out big time to kingdom, you're going to best be able to utilize what God is doing in, in your life. Secondly, I felt there's somebody here in this meeting. You've been crying and crying and crying. It has been pain all the time. You have been asking, Lord, when are these tears going to stop in my life? It's one person. And I felt God is saying that in this service, those tears are coming to an end. God is allowing the fountain of the tears of pain, of agony, unbearable agony to end even in your life. I really felt that something supernatural is happening for you in this service. And what has been tears of pain and tears of agony for a long time, it is going to turn into rivers of joy for you. I really feel I need to pray for you. I need to pray for you. If you are saying, James, that's my word, wherever you are seated, raise your hands, both of them, in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Arokata hami kondasta kande. Amasheta habi korasakata hande. Hamazata habi korabi basa kande. Hazanda karabi bosatarabakande. Hazanda karabi basatakande. Heavenly Father, this morning when we are talking about the ability of God and the grace of God, Lord, I want to open up these entire situations to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are able to dry every tear. You are able to dry every tear. Father, I speak the word of God upon my sisters and brothers this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return in Zion. And their heads will be full of everlasting joy. Lord, I declare the season of tear and sorrow and pain and misery is over. The season of tears are over. Father, I pray this day, place a stop. A permanent stop to this pain in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the joy of the Lord begin to flow like a river, even in their lives. In the name of, thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray over them that even as they sleep, they are going to wake up laughing out of their sleep. In the mighty name of Jesus, it's going to be so much flooding of joy, even in the context of their lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. It felt as we were worshiping that there's somebody here. Feels as if you are sprained one of your feet. One of your feet there is like a sprain, a discomfort in one of your feet. Whoever you are, raise your hands. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, when God calls us out in this fashion, he wants us to know he loves us. He wants us to know he cares about us. He knows everything about us. And so, Father, this day I release healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that every pain leave that foot in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you stretch it even now in Jesus' name. Let the healing come even now in the mighty name of Jesus. I release a creative miracle. Begin to move that foot. Begin to move that foot, whatever it is, in the mighty name of Jesus. Move it in faith. Heavenly Father, I command every pain to go now in Jesus' name. I release your healing power. And I release your grace. And I release, thank you, Holy Spirit. And I release your mercy. And I release your presence. It is done in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Somebody here, you have a condition. You have muscles around your belly, your tummy. But those muscles, in a sense, go, have experienced spasms and they stiffen. They, they, it's like a stiffness that comes on the, on the muscles of your, your tummy. And those, that the stiffening brings pain around there. Is she still the one? Oh, my, oh my goodness. Everybody stretch your hands towards her. Father, you are certainly doing something fresh and something new in the life of this, our sister. So, Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, that yoke, that condition, that situation... We break it. We smash it. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Lord, you are bigger than all of us. You are bigger than our prayers. You are bigger than our confession. It's your love. It's your flood of love that is invading the space of our sister. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare over her. Her life will never be the same again. The light of God is coming into her life. The grace of God is commanding a new day in, even in her life. My friend, I really feel that God is saying that it's a new season in your life. 
The Lord is saying you are entering the spring of your life. The Lord is saying like Daryl gave us a word that the colors are coming. When Daryl spoke that word that the colors are coming, it was your word. God wants you to embrace the colors that are coming. The Lord says you may not be accustomed to beauty and favor and wonderful things. But God says they're going to storm your world like never before. Favorable moments, good things, the goodness of the Lord is going to invade the space of your life. It's a new season of fresh colors, of fresh uh, flavors. It's a spring season in your life um, and the bad days of your life are behind you. You are proceeding and going into the purposes of God. Father, we honor you and we say thank you in Jesus' name. I take one more. As we were worshiping, I felt as if somebody has a problem with their spinal cord, with their vertebrae. Again, <laughs> a problem with their spinal cord, with their vertebrae. And uh, it felt so much that it was in this lower part of it. I felt it. At times, there's a lot of pain. At times, it's as if the nerves are, are, are playing wild. But God is, is at work even now. Stretch both of your hands. God is at work even now and is visiting you and is touching that part of your, of, of, of your spinal cord in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, together we agree as a body that you are wounded for transgressions, you are bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon you and by your stripes we are healed. I speak and release a correction in the backbone in the mighty name of Jesus. I release the divine electricity to shoot through the backbone now in the mighty name of Jesus. I command um, a realignment of a vertebrae in the name of Jesus. Those bones to realign. Whatever pressure was inserted upon the nerves, I command it to live in the mighty name of Jesus. So Father, even the growth that is uh, required in those bones uh, in that area, I pray let it happen. We declare a creative miracle in your back in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, we we release you to sleep well. We release you to wake up well. We release you to sit comfortably. We release you to walk comfortably. We declare that the yoke of pain is broken of your life. In Jesus' name. Everybody stand to your feet. Raise your hands if you don't mind. I want us to embrace this word that God has given us. I really feel that God is saying what was an impasse. You are crossing over supernaturally. What was an impulse? You are crossing over. It's different things for us. For some of us, it's business. For some of us, it's issues we've had to deal with in marriage. For some of us, it's ministry. For some of us, it has been illnesses. But God wants you to open up your heart to this world. And God is saying he's parting the waters even in this season. What was impossible before is going to be possibilitized. It's going to be made possible by the power and the hand of God. Raise your hands. Father, every word that comes out of your mouth can never return to you void of power. Lord, you said it accomplishes everything you send it to do. And it prosper in that thing. So, Father, I pray let this word become flesh. Tangible flesh, visible flesh. I release manifestations of this word in the dynamic of our living, in our families, in our marriages, in our ministries, in whatever we do in our businesses. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak to every say, 
clear the way for the children of God to come through. I pray for our eyes to be open. I pray that we will see the way that God has founded over years. We are going to be, be able to take the path of the Lord. The way of the Lord is in the scene. Father, I pray in the next coming weeks, three to five weeks, let there be clarity. Let there be a crossing over of individuals, of families, of businesses, of ministries. We climb into this new level. And so, Father, you will bless and enlarge the territory of your people. You take them higher to heights that are greater than where they've ever been. And I want to thank you because promised realities are dawning on us. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name.